The Money Show. Small Business. With Pablo Fatidis. The Small Business Focus brought to you by Productivity South Africa, providing solutions for businesses in distress. Pablo Fatidis, the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. How do we know what our business is worth, Pablo? Because I promise you I would think that it was worth a lot more than the buyer would or somebody who is prepared to lend me some money to help grow my business might um, think that it's worth a little bit less than my overinflated opinion of my pride and joy, my, my business that I've grown over 1, 2, 10, 15, 20 years. So Bruce, you are one of around 86% of all business owners globally who think that their business is worth a lot more than, unfortunately, the mathematics of valuation would ever support. And it's, a, it's, a, it's such a profoundly emotional experience, understanding the value of your business because of a couple of things. If you early stage in your business, I can promise you, and you've done some kind of planning, you've done so with the use of Excel, which has shown you that your business is going to be worth billions. So you plagued by your attachment to your Excel spreadsheet. If you're late stage in your business and you've been around the block for a couple of years and you're 15, 20, 30, 40 years in, you're going to be plagued by the idea of what you need to do when you eventually sell your business. And all of those features, the Excel spreadsheet, which spurs on hope and imagination about a future world and an exit around retirement when you start adding up the yacht and the holiday home and the fishing rod (laughs) and all of that interferes with the logic and sensibility of valuation. It's, It's not an easy thing to get right when it's your business. But you have to get it right because you have to be realistic. Um, uh, you, you don't want to be, I mean, anybody who's, if you've never valued a business or sold a business, but you have either bought or sold a house, it's the same sort of principle. You believe your house is worth considerably more um, than the, the buyer is, is, is willing to pay. And somehow you have to come to some sort of middle ground. But businesses, I guess, are more complicated to value than the bricks and mortar because um, they're easier to, to see the nooks and crannies of. Yeah, they're very difficult to value. And it really depends why you're doing the valuation. You know, the one thing that, that um, has left me feeling very frustrated about the environment in South Africa is the origination of that Section 12J tax incentive, which really was intended in pure form to support raising capital to invest in early stage businesses, growth businesses, with a view to support the development of businesses, the development of the economy and to generate jobs. So for many reasons, it's now being removed. And in many ways, it's going to set us back in the cycle of funding to support business growth. What frustrates me about it is that it's prevented an opportunity for all of us as business owners, Bruce, to understand the true value of money in a growth environment for your business. So let's not talk about valuation because you want out and you want to sell. The approach you use for that is very, very different to if you're looking to raise money to accelerate your growth. And very often when I speak to to business owners about the kind of money they need to accelerate their growth, 
there's confusion around how to understand that money. If you think of it as a lever, and you know the whole Archimedean principle that, you know, give me a lever and I can lift the world. What a lever does is it lets you punch above your weight. It lets you carry the heavier load of growth. It lets you accelerate the entire process around increasing the value of your business. And that's what money is. You need to, as a business owner, see money as a tool that has a time uh, attached to it where you can use it to get to where you want to get to faster. There's also a cost to not raising money to accelerate your growth. And that cost is that maybe the opportunity to grow your business might go away. A new competitor suddenly arrives in the market, but you're going to get to where you want to get to a lot slower. And with that time comes a different kind of risk. So if we're looking at money as a means to accelerate growth, then you need to think really carefully about how you organize your valuation because an investor is going to attack it with the view to get a better deal. You need to defend it with the view to get a better deal. And it needs to be done in a politely congenial way, grounded by logic and not emotion. This idea of a defendable valuation is interesting to me uh, because no matter what valuation you put on it, there's always going to be a debate. There's always going to be a desire for give and take. Nobody's going to go, oh, that's you know, 10 million less than I thought. Okay, I'll take it. They are going to try and nudge you lower. Well, they will. And, and that's part of it because when you're defending your valuation in front of an investor, in effect, the investor's got two or three reasons why they're negotiating the valuation. If you understand what makes an investor tick, they've got two things they've got to get right. The first is they need to make an investment in the business with the view to get the money in and then get the money out and get the money out at a higher value or quantum than what they invested because that gives them a return. The second reason they need that return, Bruce, is because they rely on that to raise more money from other investors, arguing that they have the ability to pick good investments and manage those investments. And that is their core, core business. The second element to this is that beyond money, they will argue that they can add a whole bunch of value to your business. And it might be access to contacts and new markets, and they've got strategic skills that you don't have that could be valuable. So the starting process over here is to firstly understand your business and understand the strategy that you want to adopt to grow your business. Because when you get challenged on that strategy, you're being challenged with the view to reduce the valuation, but you're also being challenged with the view for the investor to understand how you think and see growth in your business itself. If you're looking purely for the money, so so Bruce, if you're looking purely for the money, you're going to value your business differently compared to if you're looking for money and what you believe they can bring strategically to amplify and add to everything you have to get you to that end game faster. How honest is that dance? Because I see it as a dance. I mean, you're not going to want to show all your cards because you don't want to give away too much detail. They certainly don't want to give away their bright ideas to make your business even better than it is. Uh, and so you sort of, are you tap dancing around one another? Are you 
clinched in a tight squeeze for a waltz? I mean, what sort of dance is it? Always in the beginning. Always in the beginning, you're dancing at a distance before you move up and dance very closely. Because in equity investments, it's effectively a marriage in the business. You're selling equity in your business. You bring a new shareholder into the environment. Um, and a good equity investor will do what they refer to as a due diligence on you. But very seldom have I ever seen people raising funding do proper due diligence due diligences on their equity investors. It's almost as if you're out there, you're going to be approached by someone who wants to date and marry you. They're going to do a deep dive in understanding who you are so they can make a good decision. And because you think and might believe that there's no money out there to support growth in your business, that you should take the deal that's put on the table. Very often I've seen business owners simply commit to the funding offer put on the table itself. It is such a profoundly wrong way to go about it because the equity investor themselves, if you don't interrogate them, if you don't negotiate hard with them, if you don't tell them to translate the strategic value they're promising to add into a measurable outcome itself, as they will expect of you when you're promising growth, you're going to lose the respect that you so importantly need to make sure that that relationship delivers on both expectations and meets up with the promise that it structures that marriage. And because the risk of underpricing is almost greater than the risk of overpricing. If you overprice, well, then you'll negotiate down. If you underprice, you get to negotiate down. I mean, it's you, you can't win by underpricing. That's got to be the biggest risk here. It's very hard to win either way because if an equity investor feels that they really want to do the deal, but the valuation is high, then they're going to attach performance to their valuation. If you don't hit the performance and the promise that you offered, they're simply going to claw the value back as you should vice versa when you're bringing them on board. And those are the keys. Those are the tricks that if you've never raised money before, well, you really should get some guidance before you do negotiate and prepare your valuation. Pavel Fatidis, Auric Business Accelerator on The Money Show on a Thursday night.